This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. I am a brand warrior. I am proud of my craft. I achieve mastery through curiosity and continuous learning. I am courageous enough to speak up and stand up for what I believe in. I am clear on my purpose and personal values. I have a conviction to make an impact. I am kind to myself and others. I am creative and resourceful in how I solve problems. I am armed with super skills that help me promote and protect my brand's experiences. I used to be just an ordinary human being who stepped up and demanded more meaning from my craft. I am a brand warrior. Welcome to the Brand Warrior Revolution, a podcast hosted by Chantal Boerter that will feature guests and topics related to cultivating brand warriors. Hi everyone and welcome to episode two of the Brand Warrior Revolution podcast and today I have with me a colleague and a friend Marilee Smith. She is a program leader of various uh, people-oriented and skills development programs in in Brand Love and today I want to chat a little bit and share some stories from you know our experience in unleashing human potential and taking people from being an ordinary human, an ordinary employee, and really just unlocking and lighting that flame in their hearts and turning them into a into a brand warrior. So Marilee, welcome and thank you for being on the Brand Warrior Revolution podcast with me today. Ah, thank you for inviting me. I am super stoked to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Always and nice I to talk to you. <laughs> And I know, I know you've got a passion for people. So let's talk a little bit about you first before we delve Um. into the topic. (laughs) Why? Why do you love just, you know, igniting this flame in people's hearts? Oh, I think what makes me excited is to, to get people to realize how amazing they are. And they sometimes forget. I think everybody is amazing in their own special way. And, and sometimes we just need a reminder. And, and so for me, it, it, it is such a powerful um, and, and such a powerful blessing actually to give somebody the gift of unlock, unlocking that. And, and so it makes me super happy to see the shift in people. And that's, that's, why, that's why I love this so much. And it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about, you kind of said people forget. Let's mm. maybe start with exploring some of those reasons because we we kind of get born into this world and we're hugely creative and we're confident and we believe in ourselves and we might be introverts or extroverts, you know, whatever whatever nest you landed in and mm-hmm. and and then as life goes on, you know, we kind of forget forget those amazing things. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen in the groups that you worked with. You know, why do people forget? I think there's a there's many reasons, but I think life happens and we almost go onto autopilot. So so there's this um, we just fall into a rhythm and it's comfortable and we think that's just the way it is. And and then we we don't take the time to almost design what we want in life. So so 
Um, life happens, we don't prioritize things. Um, and then we're just living a life of default. And we have hopes and dreams. And, and as little kids, we probably had lots of visions of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to become. And then life happens and we get hurt as well along the way. You know, people tell us things, um, we get messages, we, we, we get hurt. And, and then we forget that we actually are okay. And we, we, um, it's worth the effort to, to get to our dreams. Um, so, so people lose motivation. And they sometimes just believe they don't believe it anymore. So, so, so that self-belief um, goes away a little bit. And uh, and so, so for us or for me specifically as well, and I think you you will agree with this is we just remind people of of how amazing they are. It's nothing that we we give them. It's they already have it. It's just we remind <laughs> them. You know. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I wish we had superpowers, but I mean. <laughs> It, it almost makes me think of like, you know, this lethal cocktail of fear and disappointment. Mm. You know, people take that and, and they and they, you know, it's almost like they they restore their factory settings, you know, like, like that's the factory settings mm. that they that they that they that they were on. And, and these. Yeah, I think I think just that that self-belief. So talk, let's talk about the the reminding people who they who they really are and kind of mm -hmm. it, I, I had the metaphor of you know we take an awesome person and we take a one of those feather dusters and we yeah. and we dust them off and we go mm -hmm. okay just look at yourself again and and just yeah look at yourself again and and we sparkle them up and we 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 show them the magic that was actually always there talk to me a bit about that process what I mean what's yeah. uh, how okay. does that happen well, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, uh, it takes time <laughs> uh, and, and, and you need some building blocks. And usually people are quite resistance, resistant in the beginning, you know. So, so when we ask them to share how they feel for the first time, we ask them, how do you feel? And it's okay if you're not feeling great. Then they look at us with big eyes because it's like, um, how, why? Why are you asking me how I'm feeling? And and so so <laughs> and waiting and waiting for an answer because yeah. it's like how yeah. are you? I'm okay. Like and then we and then we we carry on. So so exactly. talk to me a bit about emotional vocabulary. I mean, when people oh. when you ask people for the first time, let's check in and say how we feel. I mean, oh, what, what's sure. what's some of the funny emotional vocabulary that you that you know? Heard? It's usually okay or good. Um, you know, the, just like okay or good, um, I and neutral. Somebody, yeah, I had once. <laughs> I had somebody say um, neutral. So, so, so it's like people are so scared about feelings because um, it's actually quite sad if you think about it. So, so when we work in big corporates, usually it feels like people are not allowed to have emotions. We robots, right? So you come into work, and then when you when you step through the door, <laughs> you know, you you leave. You leave all your emotions outside because now we need to focus on work. In actual fact, I had somebody in a session one day said to me, but Madeli, um, I, I actually don't care about the people, um, what happens at home or, or, or what's going on in their life because they just, they're here to do a job. We're here to do a job. And, but it doesn't work that way. You know, we're humans. And, and, and so the emotions come with us. And, and if we're not aware of it, then, um, you know, it's always there. 
whether we say it out loud or not. Um, but if we are more aware, I think we can have a little bit more empathy for ourselves and for the people around us. And, and then, then you build relationships and then you can move forward. Yeah, yeah. Marley, so, so that, I mean, that swiping of the, the card and going through the turnstile and leaving your emotions behind, I mean, th that's like really a disconnection from... Mm from yourself from the people around you talk to me a bit about the the impact of that if, if we look at you know customer experience and employee experience what do you think is the role that that plays in you know the experience that people give to each other and to, yeah. to customers you know what i think people think it's safe it's a safe space to not share because if I if I share how I feel, then then I'm a little bit vulnerable. There's a bit of vulnerability and humanity in in saying how you feel, whether that's good or bad or sad or happy, doesn't really matter. Um, and so so our 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 relationships with our customers and our employees are very transactional, um, and and it's it's very disconnected, and it's not. Yeah, it's almost dehumanized in a sense. And, and, and so people struggle to realize, but you know what? It's, uh, it's okay to sometimes not feel great. It's okay to sometimes feel sad or be worried, um, especially in these um, times that, we, that we're going through um, at the moment, you know, with the pandemic. So, so it's like, um, how, how can we give people permission to just be human? And have space and keep space for people around them to show up the way they are because then they're going to show up fully and they they're going to really be who they are and who are who they're supposed to be um so so that's 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 actually i think the main reason why we want to do that we're really connecting them as you say with themselves first so that they can connect with themselves in order to connect with other people because you can't connect with others if you're not in connection with yourself um, so that's very important Marlisa, I had I had a, 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 a bunch of uh, call center uh, professionals in a workshop the other day and, and, and I, I asked them, you know, I, we listened to some of their calls and, you know, the, the calls are very fast paced and as soon as the customer kind of has a mini breakdown or they express emotion, then they glance over it and they move so fast through it and I said, you know, guys, just tell me what's up here, like, like you know, why? why are you finding connection in that in that um in that moment why are you finding it hard and they said you know obviously the volumes of work that they have and the you know average handling time of calls don't allow them to like really linger linger and 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 someone was like really courageous and honest and they said you know what Chantal I would be completely depleted by the end of the day if I had to like you know mm -hmm. feel like feel mm -hmm. what the customer feels and and yeah. I think, you know, like you rightly said, it's like if my emotions aren't welcome at work, you know, why should the customer's emotions be be welcome? And and why mm -hmm. should I give a shit? You know, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your story. You know, mm -hmm. I've got my own own stuff. And I think often where those two stories collide, that's where the experience goes wrong. And that's why so many experiences are so transactional and disconnected and and don't have an inkling of empathy in them and then we say yeah. okay we need customer experience design we need journeys we need new kpis we need new voice of the customer systems and fundamentally we're treating the symptom we're not treating the real 
the real yeah. origin of why experiences are so bad. Um, that's true. That's true. And and emotion emotion drives behavior as well. And so 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 what 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 I always find interesting is uh, I was just thinking while you were talking is about empathy. When we do empathy mapping, right, and we ask people to to do an empathy map for let's say a customer. Um, and then we ask them, now do the same for yourself. Uh, and then the interesting aha moment where they realize, but listen, my, my fears and my hopes and my goals and my emotions are actually, it's exactly the same as the person that I deal with on the phone or, or walk in or any customer. Um, I'm actually a customer. And, and, and so, so they connect with that and, and then it's easier. But you, you're right. I think, especially in call centers, <laughs> That's a hard job, right? And and so I think people are protecting themselves, um, and uh, um, and that's probably why there's this barrier. But it's also an excuse, you know, because it's also not that hard to just have a little bit of empathy. Um, but it takes a bit of practice. It doesn't happen like naturally um, anymore, which is quite yeah, that's quite hectic. So quickly for the audience, for the audience, I want to just quickly explain. So Marley does this amazing exercise with people where she does this empathy map origami where on the outside of the page, you actually do an empathy map for a customer and on the inside of the page, you do an empathy map for yourself and you look at, you know, goals, fears, needs. And what was the fourth one, Marley? Your hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. All right. Yeah. And and one, once people reflect on the customer, they reflect on themselves. The overlap is 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 quite big there. So that's a that's a great um, that's a great exercise, Marley. And I've I've seen those aha moments. So mm -hmm. I want to I want to ponder a little bit and and um, yeah, I want you to maybe share a few stories of you know, people that you've seen through, you know, through this, taking them from an ordinary human being and kind of plugging them into themselves, plugging them into the people around them. You know, what are some of the, what are some of the results? Talk to me about the brand warriors that you've oh. met in your career and the people that you've seen just like transforming mm. in front of your eyes. I know you've got some awesome stories. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, quite many to choose from so I'm very blessed <laughs> that there is some to choose from but but I'm thinking you know what we, we teach people firstly to connect with emotion and themselves but then we also help them through skills building to um to to connect with other people and and so so one of the skills we teach people well the big one is listening and listening to understand and not react but the other one that's quite big is conflict and and how to how to um, you know, how to manage conflict better um, in a more positive way. Um, and I still remember there was one, one um, older gentleman that was, that was actually going to, I think it was his last year. So, so he was going to retire and, and, and he was like very um, straightforward. He, he would say things as it was. And he was, he was very, um, you know, you <laughs> still remember him. And, and he, he actually, um, you know, he, he said to me, but Madly, this conflict thing is never going to work. And, and I've got this, uh, this conflict with my wife at the moment because I've worked my entire life and I want to I wanna buy myself the dream car that I always wanted to. And now she's telling me what car I need to buy and what color it must be. And it's, it's my money and it's, it's my hard work. And, and he was like really, really upset. And we had a whole discussion about it and the whole group 
actually helped and they said you know but why didn't you just try this with her and and this is the model and and we shared with them like the steps how to do this and and then I think two weeks after after that session he came back and he said Natalie you know what um, we had a chat we had a chat and I tried what you said and and you know what we actually we actually decided that I will choose the car and the model and she can choose and she can choose the color. And do you know what color she chose? <laughs> he said he was upset. He said she chose yellow, yellow of everything. <laughs> and I said to him, but Ronald, what what color did you want? He said, I wanted a black car. <laughs> but, but it was beautiful. And 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 uh, and and the sad thing is he he passed away just after that. And and uh, and uh, and at least I was thinking, you know what, at least. He got a chance to practice that and he got a chance to connect with his wife and 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 i did see a huge shift shift in him um and and so yeah so I, I, yeah it's so powerful and and there's many other stories i mean there's there's stories of um people one department um working with a different department and and they were always in conflict um, and and the one department said but they're ridiculous and they take forever to get back to us and give us answers and and help us and they they they're just useless <laughs> and and then that department was sitting there listening to this and saying but that they're rude to us they they don't give us a chance they don't understand our processes and 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 they had a huge discussion about this and then at the end of the day they realized sure you know what now we understand what the process is we understand what's happening um and and it's not personal it's not like they're not trying to help us their hands are tied um and then and then tani linda she put her hand up and she said just call me directly if you have any problems ever again <laughs> and so so there's this connection that that happens with people as well uh, where they where they connect and they start talking so there's a lot of conversation happening um so some people have like personal um shifts huge personal shifts i could physically see people change sometimes um, where people got confident and they started to believe in themselves and, and love themselves again. So there's a physical transformation as well as an emotional transformation and a relationship transformation between um, people as well. And so it's it's hugely impactful. Yeah, Marlene, I'm hearing, you know, these these brand warriors, they they don't just become better at at their jobs, they actually become better at life. And And it's like, you know, we talk about, you know, almost almost the fabric of society becoming stronger. You know, I know you've got stories about people that kind of moved on to do like a lot of nonprofit and a lot of like social just in, investment in their community. And for the first time, they actually believe that they had a bigger contribution to make. Yeah. It's almost like like, you know, healing healing some of the disappointment and the fear in the humans and, and really unlocking their potential so that they become whole and they can make their communities whole. Yeah, and there's also many people that come back and say, you know, um, ooh, there goes the airplane. <laughs> Sorry, in the background. Okay, so there's many people that actually say to, to us, you know what, I actually tried this with my kids. I tried this, this skill that you taught us with my kids and I'm actually teaching them this skill because it's so powerful. And then I smile because, you know, 
we are actually not only affecting the people that's sitting in front of us in Brand Warrior and, and these programs, but we're affecting their families and their partners and, 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 and their friends. And so, so I believe we almost like throw a little rock uh, in a pond and it ripples out. And, and, and that's, that's what's going to make the change in this world. And, and so that makes me extremely excited. Uh, All right, Marley. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a challenge for you. I've got a. Oh. So, so if we've got listeners, let's say we've got leaders listening into this, into this uh, podcast, and you, you could give them like one very practical thing to do with their teams. If they, if they look at their people and they go, oh, maybe I've got this one person that I feel is kind of sl slightly on autopilot. I feel like they're not, you know, they're not living to their fullest potential. And as a leader, that they've got impact. Is there, is there like a practical thing that you could give advice in terms of what can they do? Maybe in the next team meeting or in the next conversation, you know, how do you, how do you start that, that journey of just getting the person who might be on autopilot just to reconnect a little bit? Sure. Yes, I mean, I mean, there's there's many different things, but but one practical thing is to create some habits and rituals within your team um, to to create connections. So so what's very powerful that we find is is a check in. Um, don't just walk into the meeting and start the meeting. You know, take a take a bit of time to really do a round discussion of how you feel today. Um, and you, people don't have to go into detail of why they feel the way they do. In a, in, a, in a meeting, but they can just say, you know, I'm, I'm Marlene, I, I'm feeling tired, or, you know, I'm Chantal, and, and I'm feeling ecstatic, it doesn't really matter, but then you know what's in the room, and, and you're normalizing emotion, I think, I think that's huge, and then the other thing, potentially, is you get lots of introverts and extroverts, so the extroverts talks a lot, you know, and the introverts have many, they've got a lot of, um, good stuff that they they, they um, can contribute but they never get the chance so we've got this ritual of the speaking stone you know so so physically take a rock or a spore if you're in a virtual virtual meeting you know create a, a virtual stone and who's ever got the stone um has has the floor and everybody else really listens to them um, and really give them their full attention and then they pass it on to the next person um, so that everybody has equal airtime. Um, so, so I think those two things, if you can only do that as a start, I think that's, that's so powerful. Um, uh, I Amazing. Don't agree, but, but Amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that advice. And I think the, the listeners out there, so check in and important, I think, Marley, to, to, to start practicing the removal of judgment. If I say I'm tired or if I say I'm angry or you know, just, just not, not judging that emotion, just letting, letting it be. Um, yeah. So I think, I think those two, the really, really, really nice, nice, practical, practical advice. Mm. Now, um, let's quickly talk about just the thought I had. So we are living in an age of like, we've never been connected, more connected before in terms of, you know, being online. I know, you know, us as a team, we spend next week, we're heading into five days, eight hours a day on online. So we've never been more connected. Yeah. 
but we've almost never been more disconnected. And I know, you know, a lot of people that might be listening in spend time on Zoom, on Teams meetings where, you know, we stare at those black boxes, videos are not on, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, there's various reasons for that, for that not, not, not happening you know some people are sitting in the kitchen or they sitting in their bedroom and and um but it's but it's quite difficult to know that people are listening to you if if you can't see them so i mean let's let's just speculate a little bit you know obviously we we've got a cameras on culture and we we kind of really really encourage people we don't care if you're sitting in your onesie you yeah. know if as long as there's not an x-rated like <laughs> sex violence nudity going on there, like like please switch on your camera but like how how let's just speculate a bit on like listening how do you know someone's listening to you online sure yeah we've been struggling with that uh, because because uh i don't know why people are struggling to switch their cameras on so there's always like the excuse of i don't know if my my, my internet connection is not great or I, my camera is not not great but i think I think we need to we need to really push to connect so so we need to push people to really try and switch on those cameras and keep it on I think it's like don't don't just switch it on and say I'm here and then switch it off again because I, I, I almost see it as if you're sitting in a room together if we were together in a room and I would have turned my chair around and looked the other way that's almost the same for me as with a, a, a camera off we're doing exactly the same thing. We're just using a different medium. So, so I don't, I don't see why it is so difficult to switch on cameras. And and maybe it's contracting. Um, it's contracting with each other to say, listen, I really want to see your face. I want to look you in the eye when when I speak. And and I want to see um, if you have like a frown on your face so that I know that you're not understanding and I can check in with you. Um, or I can see you laughing or giggling at my joke. Um, there's some feedback and, and, and I think as humans we need feedback it's like so hard to not get feedback and 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 um, and the cues it's okay to chat in the chat and I know that some companies are like very actively busy in the chat but what happens then for me is we we're not listening to the person who's really speaking potentially so so it's this balance between yes being active and and maybe um, you know, have reactions. Um, I know there's always icons and reactions and thumbs ups and and things like that in, in Teams and in um, and, and in, in Zoom and and, and the, the the things we use. But um, I think we need to, if you can't have your camera on, make another agreement on how you're gonna um, get feedback. Um, whether that is to check in with each other to say. Okay, let's let's quickly unmute and let's have a quick discussion. Or um, let's put in the chat. Let's ask a question and put it in the chat um, and get some feedback. Um, but uh, first prize for me still is cameras on. <laughs> yeah, Amali, and I mean, I mean, I know, I know, I've seen you facilitate online, and you know, obviously, it's <clears throat> put a lot of love and energy into that. And big movements, you know, if we give a thumbs up, we move our arms, and you know, I think, I think it's. Um, it's it's kind of getting some of that joy and connection back that we used to have when we were face to face in a in a in a room with someone uh, yeah and I, I i mean i think the my prediction just around you know this level of disconnection i i was uh, i i found out you know one of our clients they have 
they attend sometimes multiple meetings on different devices at the same time, you know, while they're chatting on their mobile phone, while they're having a Teams chat and answering emails. And, you know, I, I don't know in terms of attention and our ability to solve problems together, our ability to collaborate. I, I think we're heading for a massive, massive mm -hmm. pandemic of a different kind, a pandemic that will have us even more uh, disconnected and 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 our attention diluted unless we we get some of these agreements and some of these um, ways of being unless we unless we get that right and and boundaries setting boundaries I think because I think a lot of people are not setting boundaries and they're working many different uh, you know hours and and then never switching off and suddenly our work and our, our home life and our work life is now intertwined and and our new colleagues is our kids and, and our and our pets and and so so to to contract not only at home with our new colleagues but also contracting with our old colleagues at work um, to say what works and what does not work um, so so uh, more than ever we need to speak to each other and say what we need and and that's hard for people somehow we can't ask each other what we need from each other but but it's going to be so important and and so so i agree with you if we don't like manage that uh that that's going to become an even bigger problem i'm going yeah through. Um, yeah all right marley oh it I, I could i could i could just carry on chatting to you and i know you're going to be back for many many episodes in future but yeah, thank you for sharing your passion with us. Thank you for sharing your heart with us and, and the stories. And I know that, you know, every person that you you touch with your facilitation, uh, you know, you give them a piece of your your heart and, and sometimes you fall just so in love with, with these folks. And I mean, Reynold, it was a, I, I know there was a, there was a kind of a, a Reynold shaped hole in our hearts when he when he passed away and maybe we can dedicate this episode to him and his wife yeah. and 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 just the skills and the skills that he practiced at home to kind of make his relationships better so thank you so much listeners for tuning into episode two and watch out for the next episodes and we will continue this journey of discovery on what it takes to take an ordinary human being and you know, reignite the passion and the purpose in their lives so that they can just unleash their full, fullest human potential. So thank you. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Brand Warrior Revolution podcast with Chantal Buerta. Join us for the next episode. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.